Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision repair. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages. Or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. Hey, this is John Moore with the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. 
All right, everybody, welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at bdieter75. I am CJ Berryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR. That's right. And, you know, we've been, uh, been a little while, but it's good just you and me on again. That doesn't happen as often as it should, but we are back. Nah. And we should be hitting it hard from here on out. I missed you, Ben. I missed yeah. your beard. And apparently... Uh, Chris Woodward liked your beard because one of us, one of the Ranger Report, got to uh, cover the Rangers on Memorial Night. So one of us did. Why Who, don't, was Who was it? Uh, why don't you talk oh, about that, Ben? Who was that? Oh wait, that was me. Yeah. Yes, that no, was that you. Was so cool. talk and, about it, man. And special thanks to John and Jeff, John Moore and Jeff Wilson, because they basically let me shadow them like a little lost puppy dog and walk around with them and go to all the places and learn, you know, which way to turn and all that. So it was, it was pretty cool. Of course, you know, John didn't help me get out to my car. <laughs> DJ and I were on the phone during the 25 minutes I was walking around so, trying to find so, my yeah, car yeah. after the so game. <laughs> ben calls me and he goes, man, that was a great experience. And he's telling me all about this. And he goes, by the way, I have no idea where my car is. I had no clue whatsoever. I had to walk three quarters of the way around Globe Life Field to find my car. <laughs> but no, we so get so so story. You you brought it up a minute ago. It was funny. We I get there about two o'clock. You know, John meets me. We go inside. I get my credential. We go up, put our stuff down in the press box, and then we're like, okay, Woody at two forty-five. So about two thirty, we go down to the media room. So I'm sitting there, and then of course everybody comes in. You know, Dave Raymond, Emily Jones. Jared Sandler, Eric Nadell, you know, all these guys come walking in, Levi, Kennedy, they all come in. We're all sitting there. And the conversation was just great. Like I was telling CJ off air, like just those people, because, you know, you listen to them, you watch them, you read them all the time. You forget they're just people like they're complaining about the same things that you and me complain about <laughs> when we yeah, sit, in room, yeah. sit in a room with our coworkers. It was, yeah. it was fantastic. And by the way, all of them couldn't have been any nicer. Like Emily Jones was super nice. She remembered us from the podcast. You know, and said, hey, yeah, I remember, you know, everybody was just super nice. Dave Raymond was super nice. Talked to Radigan for a few minutes. But anyway, we're waiting, waiting, waiting. So finally, Rich Rice comes in and says, "Okay, guys, sorry for the delay. And of course, it was because Josh Smith was getting called up and they wanted they didn't want to release that news until the roster was out. And, you know, they wanted to make sure that it didn't get out too early. So they were waiting to talk to us. So Woody comes in, he sits down at the table, he looks up, he looks right at me and he goes, dude. That is a sweet beard. First thing he said. First thing he says when he sits down. And I was like, thank you. He goes, how long did it take you to grow that? And I told him and he goes, what? Are you serious? And I was like, yeah, man, I grow hair really fast. He goes, man, that is nice. Then he just sort of nods at me with a smile for a second. He goes, okay, wait, press conference. What's up? Like he was just looking at it like, man, that thing is nice. It was great. That, so that's my first interaction with Woody was him complimenting my facial hair. Well, Woody is nothing if he's not observative. Yeah, it was good. And of course, I got to go out on the field, which, by the way, was awesome. I took some pictures and video, but I was enjoying it too much to try to take too much. I didn't want to look too much like a like a rookie. So I don't want to like have a dumb grin and snap a bunch of pictures and stuff. So I got I got some, but not a lot. But yeah, I mean, like I talked to Taylor, who we've had on the show. Uh, several guys said hello. Uh, Charlie Culberson, I, I sort of said hello to. Cole Calhoun said hello. I mean, these guys are super nice, like I said. And, you know, they're used to media being down there just because I wasn't used to it. They're used to it. I mean, I'm just another media guy. They're like, what's up? And they moved on. So it was a cool experience. Next time I'll actually talk to some of them down on the field. And yeah. te technically I'm going again. I'm, I'm supposed to be going again in about three weeks. So I should be covering another game in about three weeks. Between now and then, though, CJ, 
I'll be at Round Rock. We got, we got, yep, and I might be there with you. Yeah, see, it looks like CJ might be there too. So you guys might get a live podcast, or not live, but a podcast from Round Rock. You'll get something. You'll get yeah, something. you'll get something. You'll get lots of interviews, and uh, I have cards for me and CJ, and we'll throw them at everyone we can. Fans, I don't care. I'll just throw cards. Yes, at sir. Yes, sir. Be like, hey, look- take my card. Take my card. You know, I hope Bubba's still there when we get there. But I, yeah, me too. Well, Josh uh, Smith I, won't be. Nope, because uh, <laughs> you saw his debut. Like I tweeted. Talk about that. Like Talk I tweeted. That. Me and Josh Smith have the same MLB debut. <laughs> that was my oh, nice. first game to cover, and that was his first game to play. We MLB nice. debuted on the same night. No, dude. Uh, he was three for four, tied a Rangers uh, debut record with three hits in your debut. So that tied a Rangers uh, rookie record. Nomar Mazzara was the last one to do it in 2019. So that was cool. But he was just, I mean, he just looked like he belonged there. You know what I mean? He looked comfortable. He He got on base three out of four times. He scored, I think, two runs, maybe three. Um, And then, of course, last night he got on. He took a bean ball, too. He got on twice by getting bean ball. He got it twice. He got bean twice. That's how he got Well, the first time he uses uses the little elbow pad the second yep. time no it was straight on no it looked like it hurt yeah no it, it but yeah, he had a great mlb debut but that's not the only thing to talk about from that game there was something else that happened in that game that was even more exciting than josh smith's debut uh the eli white catch and that was eli white jumping like 64 feet in the air to t- to bring back a home run dude if you watch that replay which i'm sure you like me you've watched it 40 times you watch that replay. Yeah. he doesn't use the wall at all that's no straight, he does a straight jump Straight 11 foot, 11 feet from the ground to his glove. <laughs> Is that and what it was? So, yeah, yeah 11 he was feet. what I think. I think his feet were, I think they said they were about three and a half feet off the ground. Yeah. And so, but he, if you watch, I thought watching it live that he actually used the wall to get up there. Yeah. No, he did not. He, no. he, his right arm, I don't know what his right arm was doing, but he was like, he, I guess he knew he had the catch or whatever. Yeah, he uh, said afterward that he knew he, he knew it, like he knew he had it. And then, and then Woody told you what in the press conference afterwards about Woody, Woody said it was he, the best catch he's seen in person, and he said, but that he saw he thought he jumped or jumped early. Yeah, Woody said I thought he jumped early, but he said he just kept rising. He said he jumped and he just kept going <laughs> up. He said, and then once he caught it, he goes, I was like, man, that's the best catch I've ever seen, and it was, it was amazing. Yeah, and to I be mean, there in person, and I've told you, and I, I know I've told it on the podcast before, but I was there when Gary Matthews Jr. brought back Mike Lamb's uh, grand slam from the Astros. Yeah, and that the wall was like Spider Man. It's hard. It's hard to beat that. It's it's really not. This hard one wasn't better, that. but this one was the second best catch I've it's seen in person. Definitely the second best. Definitely, and I mean by far the best catch I've ever seen in Globe Life Field. Oh, for sure. Because that was for my sure. first game to be there at Globe Life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he had another one later. In, he had another diving catch later in the game too. It wasn't yeah. impressive like that, but it was still a really good. And catch. then he homered. <laughs> well, he homered the next inning after that jumping catch. So yeah, he, yeah. he did all right. He did all right in that game. It, it yeah, was a pretty good night. Like and then Mitch Garver. Stuff. Nobody ever remembers this. Mitch Garver was three for four in that game. Yeah, no too. one remembers <laughs> it because Josh Smith and Eli White sort of stole yeah. the show for that. Like yeah. my article that I the the game article I wrote on Dallas Sports Nation was originally going to be all about Josh Smith, but then I also had to include Eli White into it. And then had to. Also, I had to include Otto, who pitched a great game. He I mean, did. It After was, well, it seemed like to me, to be honest, 
he was he was a little bit shaky, and then yeah. he gave up that shot, and it was going to be a three zero game. And then yep. Eli White makes that catch, and it seemed to settle Otto down. Yep, it was all about it was all about it was all about Josh Smith and Eli White though for the most part. So, and unfortunately, I didn't have clubhouse access, so I didn't get to talk to him afterward. But you can go on on the YouTube's to that other evil podcast, the Texas Rangers. Yeah, podcast, and they have some interviews see. from after the game. I guess do I do I still call him Moon Pie since he won't make, let me call him the other thing? Yeah, I guess Moon Pie still works. All right, Moon Pie. But no, he said the. But he's lost so much them. weight. I, I can't call. Him I know Moon it doesn't really work anymore because he's a skinny little dude now, man. But no, the the best thing he said for them was Eli White got to see himself as the number one top 10 play on sports center while they were all standing in there with him. And he was like, dude, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. He was the number one play of the night, you know, on, on ESPN's top 10. Oh yeah. It had to be. It, well, had it, was, to be. it wasn't shocked me that he was the number one play. It shocked me that people still watch ESPN. So, Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> Cause I don't know. Tell you right now. I, I, I don't, don't either. I don't either. I uh, so, do so speaking not. of pitching, we were just talking about auto. Let's talk about, the guy with the lowest ERA in the major leagues. I'm sure hey, he's, he's going to be or a Dodger or a Red Sox. Nah, where's nah, he nah, from? Nah. Um, the Rangers. Dude, what was it? A point six four ERA in the month of May, and Gosh. a one point. What is it? I have to look it up. One point two nine or something for the season. God, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So. He has at this point over the course of the season. Uh, he's got a one four two ERA. One four two, yep. A zero nine three WHIP. <laughs> Opponents batting average of two hundred. Yeah, no home runs. No home runs. Sixty three and a third innings. Yeah. I mean, it's not a small sample size. And so, yeah. what I what I said on the podcast or on our uh, live podcast on Sunday was it like Martin is. And, and Tyler brought it up and John brought it up, like maybe extending him or maybe trading him at the deadline. It kind of depends on where I really, I agree with John here. It depends on where we're at. Yeah. Like if we're contending, like we are right now, I mean, look at how many games back we are in the wild card. Right well, and honestly, if he keeps pitching like this, I want him next year. And that's oh. exactly okay. So that's, that's my contention as well. So if the Rangers are willing to give Clayton Kershaw, what, three years, in the off season, God bless you, Ben. Ben just sneezed. Yeah, I muted it so that the people didn't have to hear that. <laughs> um, if the Rangers are willing to give Clayton Kershaw three years, why not extend Perez three more years? Because he's also what three years younger. Yep. So, uh, if you're wanting to build toward the future, I mean, it's right here, and he's actually showing that that moniker that uh, yeah, Johan Santana. He's literally pitching like Johan Santana yep. did when he was in his prime. Yep. Right. Now. Well, I honestly think if he gets through the month of June with another, you know, sub 150 ERA, I mean, I think that you're watching, you're watching the the emergence of a guy who's going to be dominant for maybe two or three years. Exactly. And you don't want to, if you're building towards the future, that's a guy you want to be leading your staff. And you remember Ranger fans reactions when they signed him. It was this. That was it right there. The one you both it. just yep. said is what it was. Yep. And I'll be honest, I wasn't one that was like super excited about it. But, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was me and glad. Ben talked about it. We I were was like, glad because hey, I always cool. liked him. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm glad they cool. brought him back. He's cool. It's a good story. I did not expect, you know, to be the leading leading the majors in ERA at the end of the month of May, Martin Perez. Right now, he's a Cy Young Award winner for the AL. Oh, he has he, to be. Hands he, I mean, no, hands no, down. 
Now, Verlander also had a magnificent month of May. However, he gave up six runs. Uh, it would have been Monday yeah, that's what I'm or saying. Tuesday. But his last start broke that because he had like a 0.61 ERA going into that start for the month of May. And then he exploded in that last start where Perez again had a, and he got hit in the leg and then still went out there. Yeah. And that was a nasty shot. That was a nasty shot. I don't know how he's feeling today. I'm sure it's pretty sore. I'm sure it's sore as hell, but he, I mean, he just looks like a man locked in with no, I mean, no, no, no fear. No, even when he gets a hit, it's like nothing happened. It doesn't, I mean, he's like, Oh, I'm just going to get a double play to get out of it. Exactly. So what, I mean, it, Watching his pitch sequences. Oh, sorry. Sam Huff just hit his first homer of the season. Oh, we're recording this on Wednesday night. So yeah, you, you now, if you watch the game, if you watch the game, you'll know about See, what I had time to turn the game off while we're podcasting. I did too, because I, otherwise I wouldn't be paying attention. To no, I wouldn't either. So Sam Huff just went deep. All right. Sam Huff just went deep for number one. of the, That's his first would, extra base hit of the season. Yeah, uh, he's not, done nothing but hit 350 plus with all singles. And now, dude, let me tell you something. This is a side while you're saying this, but man, listening to the ball come off his bat at batting practice. Holy crap, dude. Like down on the field. Like I was right behind the cages. It sounded like, uh, I mean, it sounded like a missile, you know, hit it. I mean, it sounded, it sounded, I don't know how to describe it, like a bomb going off. Like it is not a quiet sound. Well, and he's got a short stroke too. It's not he a does. big lumbering yeah. swing. It's a real like tight, short skirt. Like, yep. like you would imagine um, somebody that didn't have much power, uh, like a like somebody that's got speed, try to slap the ball. No, he's slapping the ball and he's slapping it 450 feet yep. and 500 feet if you go back to Frisco last year. Yep. No, he, he is. And all those guys like batting practice, that's fun down on the field. That's a lot of fun. But he he is yeah he's heating up. I mean, how are they ever gonna? You can't send him back down at this point. No, no, and that's that's what me and 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 my buddy Tyler were talking about the other day. Is he's like he's gonna get sent down? I'm like who for who? No, for who? They can't. He they can't. I so mean, Garver you, Garver Garver has can't catch. No, he can't. And and for a while, Garver can't catch yep. for a while. So Garver's your DH. It's gonna be probably All Star breaker after before he can catch. Yeah. So you're gonna have Huff. You're gonna have Heim. Which Heim in that game that you were at hit a moonshot as he well. Yeah, that was a monster as well. And so, but I, your two catchers, I think, are right there. Your DH is set. Um, everything's kind of coming to fruition as naturally as we thought it would, right? Well, and if they win, <laughs> well, if they win tonight, they're one game above five hundred. Yeah. I mean, um, even if they lose, would you have said this team June first would be five hundred? No, especially after the way they started. No, when they started two and nine, I was thinking I'll be happy. If they're at, you know, 20 and 30 after 50 games. No, that's it's not gonna be the case. And we we shot for what 75 over under wins. Well, they they or, they were the second highest win percentage in the month of May of any team. Bingo. So they were 18 bingo. and 10, I believe, in the month of May. So or 19 I mean th- that's why I kept comparing. I this is recorded. It's on it's on recording and we post and we posted it and I lost it. It's it's no, for all and yeah, you know you did it. So I said it multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. Um, this reminds me a lot of the 2009 Rangers. Yeah, I the agree. Year before that, they that they exploded and and went and did special things. I really believe it. Um, and just wait till Seager gets his head out of his ass. Which actually, over the past since he's been in leadoff, I think, over the past few games, he's got an over 300 batting average. And so, also, he's he's you know 
what he's got the most, he's got 11 home runs, nine of them at globe life field. Oh, no, no. You're talking about, uh, uh, Oh, you're talking about, yeah. You're talking about Simeon. Sorry. No, no, Simeon is starting to, yeah, he's definitely starting. Uh, Kennedy Landry does a, uh, Rangers beat report or whatever, a video she does. And she was just saying that today that Simeon's finally coming around and that grand slam wasn't the start of it. I mean, he started his batting rising and then that was nice. And now, he just looks so much more confident at the plate than he did the first four weeks. Yeah, he, he really does. And I mean, he plays great defense. As yeah. Seen. His defense is good. Um, yeah. He, he kind of screwed up the throw at home uh, in the last game at Oakland, he, which that was, a, that was a defensive nightmare all around. That game was that, that game was, I don't that know was, what happened, but that's it was the worst. Painful. That that's was the painful. worst I've seen in a long time as far as just not head, not in the game. I mean, that yeah. was an easy win and they threw it away. Yeah. But I mean, in 162 games, you're gonna have one. It's of those. gonna happen. Hopefully, I'd rather that happen in May against Oakland. Yes, and not happen. You know, last week of the season for sure. Yeah. Uh, but Simeon seems like he's coming around. Looks yep. more comfortable um, yep. at the plate, and maybe throwing him a lid off. And and I was screaming and then yelling, "Don't put him! Drop him down in the lineup! Drop him down! Yeah. Yep. Put somebody else up there!" And you know, Woody, Woody knows better than we do. Obviously, he knows that you have a great beard. And he also knows that he's going to keep Simeon at the top of the lineup. So, and and Seager that that home, I mean, that's a he's an X factor. Yeah, he's I an agree. X factor at the play. No, he uh, as I was saying earlier, nine home runs in Globe Life Field already this year. Eleven total, nine in Globe Life Field. He, he loves playing. hitting there, man. He loves. Well, he, he was field. only the uh, the World Series MVP a and the NLCS MVP. Yeah, yep. All so. in Globe Life Field, so he obviously loves hitting home runs in Globe Life. He, I think. I think you're looking at a guy who's going to hit, you know, 170 to 200 home runs in global. I feel by the time it's all said and done at 10 years. Well, in 10 years. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's not that's, a bad stretch. That's no more than a hundred. That's no more than 17 a year. And he's already got nine this year in global. Yeah. We can put the over under at 200 and, and yeah. make a bet now and see where we are in, yeah, 10, in 10 years. years. <laughs> that's just 20 a year. And I think he'll have some years where he hits more than 20. Yep. And so uh, I think the MVP of the month offensively has been Cole Calhoun. I agree. agree? Yeah, he's been tearing it up. I mean, he looks like the Cole Calhoun that we used to hate watching. We used to hate, hate. Because that dude would always come through with a clutch hit, and you're like, no, stop doing that. And now he's doing it for the Rangers. And his home runs, those swings look easy. It doesn't look like he's pressing. It looks like he's just relaxed and like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit this ball over the fence now. You know, it doesn't look like he's really putting forth a ton of – it doesn't look like it's really stressing him out. No, it it looked okay. So this was two nights ago, I believe. Um, Seager, uh, yeah, Seager and Simeon had worked. Long, I mean, it was long. This game you were at long, long at bats. They were fouling everything off. Then Garver gets up there and fouls everything off, and then Calhoun gets up there and they're doing the shift on him. And you think. First pitch, he's going to take, right? Because the guy's not, doesn't have any command. Yeah. No, he just slaps it the other way, right in between, right where the shortstop should be. But because they were shifting him, he just slapped it over there. Bam, base hit, score some runs. Um, sorry, I just saw the uh, home run by Sam Huff. You, you need to look that up on Twitter when you get You need to be more focused on this podcast. No, Holy moly, dude. <laughs> That thing went. Oh, hold on, I'm watching it now. Sorry, I know people. People really. Well, love did you this see the one Adolis hit last night? No, no. This one was upper deck at Globe Life Field. Like he put it, 
I've got to say that's got to be like 470, 480. That is ridiculous. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, we need to focus on this podcast. But that 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 was one of those things that I was just like, holy moly, man. All right, I'll check it out here in a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, but health. Yeah, uh, you were talking about that and and Seager a catalyst. So yeah, this team again, and and even when they were losing, like we were saying, they were in every game. Yeah. And now, like you know, happens. It always comes around when you start losing games by one run over and over and over again. Eventually. You're going to start winning those games, and that's what and, they're doing. Right and now. one thing to say about Seager as well, or not Seager, uh, Simeon. Simeon, yeah. It's, yeah, we, we were getting very confused, which is easy to do. I'm making an excuse for ourselves. Good, good job. We always do. Uh, yeah. We're nothing we if to, not humble on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. We have to do this. Um, Simeon, you know, his average is is, is crap, but there, he's had a lot of hard-hit balls right at people yep right at people and there was there was uh i think it was last night he had a line drive that he just smoked right directly at the shortstop yep so eventually those are start going they're going to start going left and right of the shortstop and big things are going to happen i agree i agree so pretty awesome yeah and then uh we talked about perez let's see who else we want to talk about it's been it's been quite the uh quite the season quite the month of may now can they keep that up in June? That'll be interesting. Oh, we need to talk a little bit about, about uh, Glenn Otto. That's who I yes. wanted to talk about because he's a dude that you and I, well, I at least, I don't, I think you also thought he should have been here, but I remember I had him in my rotation. For oh, no, I had him. I had him in my rotation. To I start thought you did. I thought you did. Yeah, we both had. You had Spencer. Ha- no, 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 you did. It was, no, I had it was, Otto. It, I, I changed Otto. My last prediction was Otto. It was Halleck that we gave hell to because he had Spencer Howard. Had Spencer and Howard. Like, and we, we had, had Otto. I had, uh, I think I had Alexi the time before that. And then I moved to Otto. And then, you know, it looked like we were both right because Otto has come up. And, but again, he's just one, he just looks so composed on the mound. He doesn't look like anything bugs him. Well, and he's got that wipeout slider. I mean, that's a weapon. And watching him in person use. was pretty cool. That's the first time I've seen him pitch in person. Yeah. And yeah, he just looked calm. Didn't matter. And then um, he, he kind of looked a little antsy to start the game. And he then did. Yeah. Once he, that, once, he, once Eli once, White, once Eli White yeah. Once Eli White made that home run rob, Otto was just like, okay. And I mean, I'll be honest. How could you not play your best after watching someone do that behind you? Well, that that tells you as a pitcher, as a former pitcher myself. Yep. Um, you know, a guy makes a play behind you and saves a run that you should have given up. Three runs. You should have given three, up three. It was runs been right three. There, that yep. game would have been completely different. And yeah, yeah. It just relaxes you. It's like, okay, my guy's on back. Even Choi just shook his head and laughed. Like he was Oh like, no, hey. he was smiling. He was yeah, just dude like, was like, that was a really? great catch. That uh, was a great I mean, he had to be thinking. That's number one on Sports Center. That's what he had to be thinking. That, when that catch was made. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to make Sports Center, so I better be smiling and laughing. So when I'm on there, it looks good." Yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, but when someone does that behind you, it, it's got to change your mindset. I was well, never, what, what do you I was do? never a pitcher, but that's like, got to change your mindset. It, it, well, as a hitter, like like <laughs> with him, like what do you do? Yeah. Just tip your calf. I mean, what do you do? You hit I mean, you hit a home run. But as a pitcher, you got to be thinking now I can just go after guys because I know no matter what happens, yeah, they have my back. Yeah, it's so it, you just relax and and auto after that settled down. And I he mean, did. he was he was hitting the spots and he did and and was using that slider to really keep guys off balance. It was his slider is just disgusting. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, it really is. Um, and yeah, he was able to go six innings. Yep. So, I mean, no, was, beautiful. And then Martin last night, again, we talked about another beautiful night and John Gray's pitching tonight. So uh, he's, 
He's been, uh, I guess we can talk about him a little bit. He's been a bit of a disappointment in my opinion so far. Not terrible, but just he's either unhittable or trash. Well, and he's also been injured twice. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just so, like, it's been really frustrating. To it's watch. been frustrating, but it's again, it's one year into a five year contract. Yep. And, um, he's the guy. I mean, he's going to be the one to sh- go out there and be like, yeah, you go out there, you get injured every now and then. And, but you come out the next time and you give it your give it your damnedest, and he's doing that. Well, and one thing that, that one thing we've talked about before with guys and that I see in John Gray is like we said with Otto, nothing bothers him. Like no, if, he, if and, he's and, having a bad outing, it doesn't. Uh, it, he doesn't look frustrated or upset. He just keeps doing his thing, and eventually that's going to pay off. Well, and I think the way, and you might disagree or agree with this, but. He reminds me of, and, and just kind of the way he pitches and kind of the way he looks, though he's got a bigger beard, but like a Kevin Millwood type. Yeah, I can see that. He's just kind of a, a workhorse. Workhorse. Yeah. 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 So that's he the, does have that. He does have that mindset and that attitude that the Rangers are looking for in their players. You can tell that if yeah. you listen to him, he was on uh, the Texas Rangers baseball podcast a couple weeks back. That evil one? His, yeah. yeah, that other one. Yeah, but no, he he, you could tell on there, he's just a laid back, like, you know, take things as they come kind of guy, which is good, which is the kind of guy the Rangers want. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, we, it's a simple size. This is the ninth start of the year. Yeah. So, uh, there's, you know, nine starts into a five-year contract, but it's not like a 525 ERA is ridiculous. No, 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 no. Especially not after the month of May, you know, you want it to be after coming back off the two, off of two injuries. So, um, he's out there being the workhorse and that's what the Rangers need right now. And he needs to throw a few less pitches per per inning. That's one thing he needs to work on. Right. In my but opinion. I mean, if if you look at it through his first eight starts, thirty five strikeouts and thirty six innings. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's his when when his slider is on, that thing is another one that's nasty. Yeah, and slider. Like you and watch it, it just it just yeah, his sinker just disappears. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's it, that's that's, that's yeah. the thing about uh, Martin Perez. If you if you watched him last night, it was yep. it, uh, they they put a whole bunch of right handers in there against him and he was just attacking that outside corner he was with the two seam fastball with the sinker and with the change up and and then would surprise inside every now and then then go back outside and i mean they just they didn't know what to do and david murphy's flat out said it there's nothing you can do as a hitter nothing nope. you can do when he's spotting the pitches like that you mean my best so, friend david murphy yeah you're bet you bff yeah uh, we had that we had that 23 uh, second conversation <laughs> in, in the in the media in the media dinner room <laughs> that long conversation that's hilarious dude i'll be honest i was a little starstruck when i saw him hey uh, i would be too dude but, he was uh, one of my heroes during that run 2009 through 2000 yeah he was he was for sure he was uh, awesome he, ian kinsler ellis and when my kids were that age, kids were little back then. That was their favorite player by far. So, oh Murphy. Yeah, I really didn't want to say that when I met him. My kids love you. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I, I, I tried to. I tried to be cool, <laughs> like I'd been, you know, in a room with him before. Oh yeah, what's have, up, Murph? Yeah, man, fist bump. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to show you the the the, the press room etiquette. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do it. Yeah, I got. I got to learn that. So. I'm not. I. I you did a great job and it was so cool to be, I'm sitting there watching the press conference go, come on, Ben, ask a question. You know, you know I, I mean, like, yeah, I wish I would have. I like, I told, I told you off air. I didn't tell, I had one or right as I was about to raise my hand, Emily Jones did. And I thought, yeah, I'm not one up in Emily Jones. She can have this question. Uh, I will. And then after that bulldog, question, it was, over. I will, I will, I will punch Emily in the face. 
Good luck with all that. I will not punch Emily. No, I was going to say, you would not punch Emily in the face. But I'll call her a lady bulldog and she'll be like, what? And I'll be like, yeah, microphone's mine. Give me the microphone, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, uh, man, I just, I, I was so jealous of you and you got to hang out with with our BFFs. I mean, yep. John and Jeff, yeah, John and, and, Jeff and, and Levi, Levi and Kennedy yep. and, and, and Alex, Alex yep. Plank. They was there too, yep. And then. Um, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I will admit I, it's kind of addicting. I really want to go back like tonight, but you know, <laughs> I can't afford to do all that. So I'm going back June 22nd Rangers and Phillies. That's a day game. Right. So I'll cover that one. And we'll, you might, you might see me on TV on that one. I might, I might, uh, just grab the mic from, from somebody and ask a question. Just so. go up and take it from Emily. It's fine. Or Levi or Levi. Levi. Give me that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Levi. When I, when I was at Frisco media day, like Levi asks all the questions. So literally you just had to jump in. I would start talking right before him and he would go, Oh yeah, go ahead. Like, cause he forgets, Oh, I'm not the only one here. Other people need to ask questions. (laughs) But that's the way you do it. Yep. Uh, I, I, and that's what I'm saying. I was okay in Frisco doing that. I wasn't in, in Arlington just because it was my first time. But now that I've gotten one down, I feel like I'll be a lot more aggressive the second time and talking to people. No, nah, you'll be fine. I mean, we need I we was... need names, we need numbers, and we need we need people on the. I also got, Wait. yeah, but I also got uh talk to Rich Rice for a second, the guy in charge of uh media relations. So hopefully uh, that'll that'll flower into some player interviews. Okay, so flower. I did say flower. <laughs> All right. Hey man, I think we. Uh... Damn, it's, it's good to see you, just you and I, once yep. again. And here coming up, we should have, I've confirmed it with him that he's coming on, just not the day yet. Zach Kent is going to come back on the show. My he was boy. Our, he was our biggest interview ever, still. He's still yep. our biggest interview ever. But And I didn't get to interview him then. No, it was just me. I, I was the one that got him. and then you, you talked to him, you got him, you set it up, and then you couldn't come on. And, I had and then I it. couldn't come on, and just Ben had that. to do it, and all of a sudden, boom. So, and but by the way, Zach Kent, uh, good kid. Yep. And last year he popped up on my radar late in the season when he was pitching for Hickory. Yep. And I, I kept bringing him up, like watch this dude. And then he got moved up to double A and I'm yep. like, okay, we got to keep watching this kid. So I'm yeah, going to tell him that too. And we'll see what he says. But we're about to wrap this one up, but we'll do our minor league talk after we talk to Zach Kent. That way we'll get it all. Yes. Our next. So what our plan now that it's summer, you guys know I'm a teacher. So today was my last day. So I am now officially on summer break. So I'm probably going to sleep till about noon tomorrow. Um, Don't blame you. Summer Don't break, blame but, you. But we try, we're going to try to do two a week, one major, one minor league podcast. And on the major one, we'll talk like this about players, see if we can get some guys on now that I'll be going to the games more regularly. And then minors will almost always have a player on like not next week, but the week after we said, I'll be going to round rock. CJ might even be joining me there. So we should have a lot of good interviews from our trip to round rock. And then we should also get a lot of contacts to have guys coming on. So yeah, all, all here, tight here, guys, we should have here most, pretty quick. Most here of pretty, double and triple a on over the next couple of months. Yeah. Here pretty quick. Y'all are going to be going, thank God. We don't have to listen to Ben and CJ anymore. Just listen to the players because that's what our, we're about to do. We are about to blow. Well, and that's what we want to bring you because I mean, these guys, are going to be in Arlington or somewhere else over the next few mm-hmm. years, depending if their mm-hmm. trade pieces are brought up and you guys are going to be able to say, Oh, I can go back and listen to when they talked to him when he was in double A or when he was in triple A, because, Bingo. you know, I mean, we, that still people go back and listen to our episodes of, of, uh, of Kent and of, you know, Blaine and Bubba, Tom, Bubba and, Bubba and Josh Stowers and yeah. these guys that are, 
tearing it up in the minors right now. And like I said, we're going to try to bring you as many as we can this year. It's been crazy. You guys know CJ and I's personal lives have been nuts over the past few weeks. I'm an insurance agent, so it's getting worse right now. But but we're we're figuring out our schedules, and we're we're getting back into it, and we are going to bring you the Ranger Report, which – by the way, again, I have to thank all the listeners and all the everybody yep, that yep. everybody that, that tunes into us because we would not be here without y'all. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.